Today I'm excited to be joined by Rampage Poker, who is known for his epic punts where he gives all of his money to his opponents. And today, we're gonna take a look at a hand where he tries to do exactly that. I tried. I tried my best. All right, we're playing a $2,000 buy-in World Series of Poker Tournament. You raise it up in the hijack seat off of a roughly 30 big blind stack. The cutoff, a decently active player from Europe. Yes. the call. That's one way to put it. Was he very active? No, he was decently. Like, decently yeah, he was, active. He was getting involved. Okay. Small blind calls as well. Fine. Flop comes. King 3-2. Two. two spades. You have the jack of spades and the top pair and the jack kicker. You basically have the super duper King nuts. of spades. That's all the same. Did I say jack of spades? King of spades. I can't read. All right. <laughs> Multi-way spots are hard. I, I want to hear your analysis on this. Small blind checks. And I think here, you certainly want to be betting with your best hands and some draws, but you should probably mix in some check raises. I am not so good at multi-way spots. I probably bet a little too often because I still think people fold across the board a little bit too much in multi-way pots. And I think when you check raise, I think people overfold when they do make splashy bets with various backdoor draws, which is, it's a good spot to bluff. And I don't really check raise for thinnish value as much as I no, I probably should. But you do. <laughs> I'm mixing in. I'm trying. All right, so you decide to check, and then... I don't know if the check is even right. Mm. Like, my hand just... My hand wants to bet so much, I feel like. With I, the king of spades, maybe not as much? I think you can easily go either way. Um, I mean, again, this is spots where, like, yeah. it's hard to study a lot of these multi-way spots, because who actually even knows what the cutoff's calling range is? Who knows what the small blind's calling range is? Because I'm sure if you ran these through Monker Solver, they would give you different ranges than what these players have. Right. It just would. That's correct. And I don't know what the ranges look like, and that's why multi-way spots are a little bit tough, a little bit dicey. You should do a lot of checking in multi-way spots in general with a lot of your hands that are not very good, and therefore you do need to mix in some hands that can very clearly put in a check raise for value. I think king-queen maybe can check raise, ace-king can check raise. Yeah, you can, for sure. So the question is, is this one good enough to check raise? That's and a good question to ask. I, I think it's fine enough to get your money in, in this spot. I mean... I was 30 bigs. Yeah. Out of position, just pile it in. It's just... Um, I mean, if you happen to lose here, it's kind of a setup spot in reality, even though yeah. you could easily be against the king-queen. You could also be against king-10 suited, king-9 suited. King maybe eight calls? King-8 suited, maybe. Maybe mixes Lots of flush draws, right? Maybe your opponent has, like, ace-5 suited and is just putting in a bet. Maybe they have the 5-4 suited and they're really splashy. It's hard to know. Yep. It is hard to know. So... I have a question. What happens if you check, cut off bets, and then the small blind check raises? Maybe they rip oh, it in. It's just so brutal. I don't even know. Sometimes you just stick it in. But <laughs> <laughs> sometimes, but I also feel like most people aren't bluffing for the tournament life in the WSOP, which is a pretty common heuristic. So I'm just in a blender and I think about it for like two minutes and flip a coin. Hmm. I think I would just fold. And I'll tell you why I would fold. Because small blind's gonna be jamming their kings for value which you block a little bit, but they're going to have a lot of hands like king-queen here if they don't shove it pre-flop. They may not be calling with stuff like king-eight suited from the small blind pre-flop three ways. Yeah, it's either a, a king that's better than mine or a flush draw. Yeah, but it's a weird spot, though, because it's kind of hard to be against a better king. It's not exactly king-queen, right? Because ace-king, you got to think re-raises pre-flop. Right. Um, I think they could easily have sets. I think sets are very likely, although maybe those shove, maybe those don't. And you're going to be against a lot of high-equity draws. Like ace-five suited, ace-four suited, stuff like that. And I think combined with the fact that the cutoff could easily also have the threes and the twos, you probably want to fold this hand. If you had king-queen, I think it's probably okay to call it off. Because then you sure. 
beat King Jack, right? Which I think is a very likely hand for your opponent to have. That's fair. Yeah, I guess calling off multi-way all-in have to be a much tighter and nittier than you, you should be. You do. Than, than what I think. Than, than anybody <laughs> would like to be who's yeah. sitting at this table right now. Um, so anyway, small blind folds. All I was I talk about nothing. And now it's on you, and you opt to put in a pretty sizable check raise. You're putting up at 5,500. You make it 18K out of your 50K or so total, well, your opponent's 50K or so total stack. I think it's nice. We're yep. just trying to get money in, right? I mean, Jonathan Little approved. Put your opponent in a tough spot, and this is especially good as your opponent bets more often when check to, and a lot of uh, decently active European players bet frequently when check to. They'll take the bait. Now the question is: Should we be bluffing here very often? What do you, and what do you want to be bluffing with? Just spades. I don't even know what else. Just nut spades. I think maybe something like ace ten of diamonds could be kind of sweet for overcard and backdoor flush draw because you can easily keep betting on all the turns. And if they shove you on the flop, you can easily fold. I don't. I'm not too sad folding out that. I think you probably want to have an ace to check raise compared to a hand like queen yeah. jack of diamonds because your opponent's gonna have a lot of kings. Yeah. And you really want to have random three outs against the <clears> king. I think. Yeah, there's almost no there's no immediate outs for queen jack for the most part. Right, it'd be a little bit different if the board was something like let's say queen three two and you had say king jack of diamonds for an overcard and backdoor straight draw and flush draw. Then I think that's a better hand to raise than ace high because ace high has a little bit of showdown value, right? But I think in this spot you probably want to do random ace x of diamonds, ideally with a backdoor or with with a gut shot and backdoor flush draw. I think those are pretty good ones to bluff. I'm sure GTO mixes in some just total nonsense bluffs here. Like, I don't even know. I want to know the, the nonsense plus, the I mean, savage. <laughs> yeah, there's some. <laughs> That's what I'm, I want to you, learn. You find them, I'm sure. You, you don't need to try to find them. You're good. You're good. Don't worry. You bluff plenty. Uh, that's not your problem. So <laughs> I do think there are, probably will be some really absurd bluffs here, but not a lot. I would venture to say maybe you're supposed to go smaller in this scenario, though. Yeah, we're just so shallow. So well, I never really understand how much to raise or check raise to. And we're out of position, so like both things kind of play like we're yeah. shallower i want to get stacks in I'm, out, I'm playing out of position like what's right well the thing is if you check raise to the size and your opponent calls they're gonna have 38k with a 52k pot right and that's already pretty shallow so i yeah. think you could have gone a little bit smaller on the flops so that you get away from your junky mm -hmm. bluffs cheaper like ace ten of diamonds right right let's say with ace ten of diamonds and like jack of clubs come we're just blasting mm. we're just we're just all in I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Because that's because yeah. That's, that's a dicey weird, spot. That's the weird spot about mixing in these bluffs or continuing on, on turns out of position. Like you may what's be an easy you may be supposed to check call it off on a jack of clubs. <laughs> oh god! As nasty as that sounds, because you beat all the draws. Anytime you beat all the draws, and a lot of draws don't come in on the turn, you should be hero calling with hands that don't block the draws. And the most obvious draws on a jack, well, on this board would be spades, right? So when you don't block spades you have a pretty easy call-off, I think. Gross. Against <laughs> decently active European players. Now, I realize, this world is very different than most small-stakes tournaments where when this guy bets the flop, he has a king or better, and when you check-raise the flop, you have the nuts, and when they call you, they have the nuts. That's not the world we're playing in at the World Series of Poker against decently active European players in a $2,000 tournament, mm -hmm. especially when your name's Rampage Poker. People are going to give Rampage some action. So... I really don't know what the opponent has in this spot, but I do know whenever they call a smaller flop check raise, the range will be way wider than when they call this 18k raise. Because I think this 18k raise, like, you, you just gotta have something. So would you size to? I would go to like once they go 12? 55, I'd go to maybe 13, 13. 14, like really okay. small. Um, as as stacks get shallower and shallower, you want to use smaller and smaller raise sizes in general because that allows you to still work in some bluffs that can fold to a shove. 
Because, like, say you do go 18k or he rips it all in and you have the ace, ten of diamonds. It might be a call because you beat all the draws. Again, oh, same just, thing. It's just so little. And yeah. you're getting such good pot odds at that point. You need 30% equity. I don't know what that okay. You need 35% equity. And it's probably close. So you want to go smaller so that you can actually find room to fold. Okay. That said, you, you clearly come from the uh, Swedish school. I learned from a Swedish player a long time ago. Bet so big to where you can't fold. Easy. And then uh, sometimes you win. All right, so we go big. 18K, they call. Turn is uh, gross. pretty bad. Just ace of hearts. Awful. You should have had the ace of ten of diamonds. Uh, that's what we should have talked about. Why didn't Man. I pick that up? Yeah. All right. Yeah, gross. So pretty bad turn because their ace high flush draws come in, which I think is a very likely hand. You thirsty? Have some water. Um, the ace high flush draw comes in. I'll take a sip of coffee here. Why not? I was going to let you take take over because I don't, I don't know what to think in this spot. I'm just in a blender. <laughs> You go outside. You you just relax for a minute. Yeah, you're the coach here. Just tell me what to do. <laughs> uh, I would probably check call it off, I think. It's a pretty rough scenario, but there are a lot of spade draws available here that will feel inclined to try to bluff you if you check. Now, I would be checking a lot here, I think, because I don't think you have a whole lot of ace-x. some, but yeah. not a lot of ace-x. Even that, then, they probably just want to check anyways. Well, they want to check because you want to ideally see a cheap show and stuff like the king. Like right here, right? In the ideal world, just go check, 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 and you win. That would be great. Um, so I think you probably want to check a lot on the turn. But it's a, it's a weird spot because you have to ask, what do your nonsense bluffs look like? And I just told you, I think it's a lot of ace highs. Right. So maybe this isn't so bad for you. And you're supposed to keep betting frequently. But in general, marginal made hands, like this king jack here, love to check. But I could be convinced this is a spot where maybe if all of your bluffs are ace high, you probably just want to keep betting small with everything, which may sound really weird. But if you do have random, you know, queen jack bluff here, yeah. you want to be able to bet tiny and then fold. I'm under the camp of bet small or check. Yeah. Which are basically the same thing. They are similar. The but the nice thing about small bets is that you just nudge more money into the pot against their junky draws. That, right. you know, that are drawing, that are drawing thin. You got to learn the nudging. The nudge. You got to nudge a little bit. So you check and then your opponent decides to nudge. He decides to nudge himself. <laughs> he nudges a third of his stack into this gigantic pot. He bets 12 into 52 with... 26k behind it's just so weird i need you to take over what do i do good enough to call off like i feel like i'm in a spot where i just call like calling seems very reasonable and probably the the thing that i'm supposed to do but the issue with calling is that then we see a turn or we see a river that comes whatever and i just have to check fold or check call off as you get shallower and shallower, I think you probably just want to put your money in. But it feels so bad putting your money in here because you're just going to be dead sometimes. Or close enough to dead sometimes. Every decision seems painful. I think in this spot, your opponent probably shouldn't be betting anything using this size. I think they yeah, should probably that, be it, jamming. I was so confused. I was expecting a shove or check back. I do think if you check and they shove, you just got to call. It's unfortunate, but when draws miss, I think you just got to call. And I think a lot of people in your opponent's shoes may not even bet with an ace because they want you to then bluff the river with whatever nonsense you're trying to rampage them with so i don't know what you're supposed to do here you decide to rip it in yep sorry you come here for education and i don't know the answer i have a king you got a king what more do you want Still in life for it why not i had a spot like this recently at a final table of a tournament at the poker go studio where i had middle pair and i was just pretty sure my opponent had either the nuts or draw and there were a lot of draws available i put it in and he did have a flush draw and he had to fold and that Good. was amazing Oof. Now here, your problem, their opponent's problem is that they're probably getting roughly the right price with whatever flush draw they have if it has any sort of gut shot to go along with it. He bet enough where he has a call off. He, yeah, he, 
he did exactly that, but uh, then he decided to fold. Yeah, that was great. I'll take the thought. <laughs> I have no clue what your opponent was I doing. I kind of wanted him to call so I see what was happening, because I don't, I don't understand what was happening in this hand at all. What could your opponent fold here? So let's say they did have a hand like King-10, and they decided to bet the turn for no good reason. Can they even fold it? Like, I don't know. Six, seven spades? Like, that's it? Just, like, bad spades? But, like, why bet the six, seven of spades? Because they have seven just, high You should be jamming. Turn? You should just jam know. river. Check, check, turn. Try to get yeah. there. What a weird spot. I mean... Maybe king... I don't even know if king... Maybe king-queen. King-queen is in a bad spot now. It's just a... But don't bet just, small. They should have just jammed <laughs> flop, almost. Uh, yeah, probably just jam yeah. flop. Or if you do call, just check, check, turn, and then call it off on the river. Yeah. So, I don't know what the opponent was doing. Sometimes you're not going to know what your opponent's doing, and... You told me before we made this video, you didn't know what was going on here. I don't even know what's going on. I don't know what's going on here. No either. one knows what's going on. Welcome to the video. Welcome yeah. to poker. As you play more like Rampage, you're inevitably not going to know what's going on more often than not. So, if you think your opponents are playing loose and splashy and badly against you, the default adjustment is to just not fold good hands. And, well, that's exactly what you did here. Good hands. You not jammed. Not you put it in. Sometimes it's as simple as that. I have top pair. I'm, I'm all in. Even when the ace comes. Top pair on the flop, still good enough. You're up and in, the opponent folds, you win, and you collect a nice pot. Good job. That's going to be it for today. If you enjoyed this video, click the like and subscribe buttons below. Normally we have educational content here, but sometimes we're just punting. Where can people follow you? Rampage Poker. Hit that subscribe button, hit that like button on this video if you made it to the very end. It's good for the channel. Helps, helps us keep making videos. And go to his channel too. He needs more money so he can keep making these bluffs. These are expensive these bluffs. These bluffs are not cheap, everyone, okay? Click the like button and subscribe button over there too. Goodbye, good luck, have fun, and I hope all your bluffs get through.